We are so excited to have you join us again for our podcast. But before we get into today's topic, we wanted to share with you an opportunity to partner with us in getting the gospel to the ends of the earth. Yes, we're so excited that in 2020, we're able to facilitate three training events for students. We're going to go coast to coast next year from California to Florida with a stop in the middle. But of course, it will require resources to see this happen. So we wanted to invite you to invest in the next generation by joining us in our end of the year fundraiser. We have more information on how to give on our website, or you can find us on social media. And of course, you can always reach us via email at podcast.onelink at gmail.com. We've been talking about raising laborers to the harvest in our podcast, that the good news would go to all peoples. So please partner with us in this endeavor. And now on to our regularly scheduled podcast. Hello and welcome to the One Link podcast. I'm Amy and I'm here with Brad. Good to be with you again, Amy. And today we have a very special guest with us visiting America all the way from Central Asia. Jenny, it is so great to have you with us. Brad and Amy, thanks for having me. I'm sure grateful to get to be here today. Now, Jenny, you have a big responsibility here because you are the first guest ever on the One Link podcast. So first of all, congratulations. This is a big honor. How are you doing? You feeling nervous? All right. A big honor. Thanks. Um, maybe uh, earning of a jade monkey by chance? <laughs> You're worthy of it. Now, Jenny, I'm particularly excited to have you with us because, you know, Central Asia is a part of the world that's near and dear to my own heart. And I know due to security reasons, you can't share specifics of where you're working, but it might help our listeners to know that when we're talking about Central Asia, the way our organization and your organization breaks down the regions of the world, Central Asia is the Turkic and Persian peoples of the world, which means you've been working in a Muslim context, right? Yeah. um, Over the last 13 years, my husband and I, our four kids, have been living in the Muslim world. Over those years, we've lived in two different locations, each with differing levels of Muslim devotion and practice. And let me just say, we are so grateful and encouraged by your faithful service. And we know that you and your husband have been such a blessing to us, uh, specifically by hosting student teams over the years. Yeah, and such a big part of hosting these teams is helping them develop a long-term perspective on being involved in the Great Commission. And one of the goals we have as an organization is developing lifelong Great Commission believers, people who are going to be a part of the gospel going to the ends of the earth for the rest of their lives. So we're so excited when they get to rub shoulders with people like you over the summer. We love having teams. Our our family and team have been blessed, encouraged, and spurred on by each team we've hosted. Now, Jenny, I know that you went on a summer team back in the day. And we aren't going to say the years you went or anything like that, since it was before many of our current students were born. <laughs> and I happen to know that your first summer was the same year I went on a summer trip, so I don't want to date myself either. Really? Like, before they were born? I can't believe it was that long ago. It sure feels too recent. <laughs> so after that trip that we aren't going to mention the year for, in, in fact, it was three different summers you went, I believe. Yeah, three different summers in East Asia. I really can't remember much of the language I learned during those summers, but the relationships that I formed over those summers are still some of my dearest. In fact, two of them are family. So after those trips, you could have easily said, okay, I can check that off my list. I've I've done missions and kind of moved on with your life. But for some reason, you decided to come back for more. And you and your husband eventually decided to go long term. 
Tell us about your process of figuring all that out. How did you get from saying yes to the Lord for that first trip to reaching the conclusion that you wanted to go overseas long term? Yeah, um, I think it actually began with a deepening yes to God's lordship over my life. Um, I think it's true for lots of people that my college years were very transformational. Giving God my summer, saying yes to going on the first team, was a first step in a journey of continued surrender of my life, my plans, my desires over to God. I came back from my first summer and I started a job as an RA. And I remember Robbie challenging me to see the harvest field that God had placed on my floor that year and to take living missionally on that floor seriously. And then it was the second summer in East Asia, returning to a larger floor of girls in the dorms. God continued to show me that He wanted me to love Him deeply in the context of a lost world. Um, Paul, in 1 Thessalonians 2.8, he says of the Thessalonians that we cared so much for you that we were pleased to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. So as God worked in my heart to show me the importance of loving Him deeply and loving and serving others out of that same heart, He also faithfully directed me to doing that among a people where there wasn't light, a place and a people with limited access to the gospel. Well, praise the Lord for what He did in your life. I actually hear a lot of similarities to my own story and what you shared and particularly the idea of access to the gospel for people who, who don't have it really burdened me as well, starting in college as well. Can you describe more about how that idea really moved you to want to go overseas long term? Yeah, I, I think in looking back, there were several key pieces of God highlighting in my heart the nations, those without access to the gospel. One key piece was in faithfully praying for them in a discipleship relationship with Gail. We prayed weekly for a different unreached people group. Um, In times, my personal times in the Word, through several different conferences, the truth that God's heart is for all peoples to know and worship Him, it it just kept coming back. Um, It was like I couldn't shake it. And so as I I think I gained a greater understanding and a bigger picture of God's heart. I wanted to do and be about what was on His heart. It was almost like it made sense to love and to live for what God loves. I had to go. So at times, God used a specific people group or being overwhelmed by lostness to draw my heart. But consistently and for the long haul, I believe my calling to proclaim Him overseas has been a calling to Him to love who he loves, and to live for what he desires. Because, I mean, being honest, at times in the midst of culture shock or loneliness, the lost of Central Asia aren't really that lovable. But it's out of my love for him and really compelled by his great love for me that I go. Hmm, That's really good. And, And I know some of our listeners are probably in the place that you were after your summer trip or summer trips. Uh, thinking about what they should do next. And for a lot of them, they're uncertain how to make this decision. I mean, it wasn't like you heard an audible voice from God telling you what to do. So I meet a lot of students or recent grads that are saying, you know, I'm interested or open to going overseas longer term, but I'm not really sure how to know if I'm called or what to do about that. Do you have any advice for people in this situation? 
yet there's really no audible voice. And over the years, as we've continued to look to Father to lead and sustain us in what He has called us to do, there has never been an audible voice. But as my husband and I have talked with numerous college students in the same situation, we've encouraged them to take the next step in obedience and in faith. If they're open or interested in serving overseas, I would tell them to talk to their campus minister. Contact you guys. I know, Brad, you have connections with workers and teams who are eagerly looking to grow their teams on the field. You know, if they reach out to the long-term workers from their previous trips, each of these relationships can give guidance and input into places of service where there is great need. There's no real magic formula, but rather a daily surrender and looking to God to lead and guide. If our heart is surrendered obedience, God will clearly direct the details of where, when, and how. Rarely do we know all those pieces before we step out in faith. Rather, we believe God, love Him deeply, and take the next step. Thank you for for sharing that, Jenny. Now, We're talking in an upcoming episode, this is a little sneak peek for you, about the importance of sticking to something, persevering, even when it isn't easy. And I know, and I am sure, your family is no stranger to this truth, and that there are a lot of days when you aren't getting warm fuzzies or seeing lots of tangible results with your work. How did you train yourself, and how are you currently training yourself to persevere and to keep at it when you're just having one of those days? There are many days when we don't see the tangible results or feel the warm fuzzies. I think one of the key pieces of persevering has been faithfully choosing community, not going it alone. Thankfully, a lot of the time I can be having a rough time or fighting for perspective, and God uses my husband to speak truth and encourage me, or vice versa. But there have been seasons, too, where both of us have been discouraged or spirit-weary, So choosing to stay open and transparent in community has been key. Continuing in the things I know, reading the Word, praying, keep praying, over this often for the same things, Um, fighting to keep worship alive in my house, in my home, in my heart. Um, All of these have been key in keeping on in the midst of seasons of discouragement or challenge. Hmm. Now, I know you've also been raising kids overseas, which is no easy task. Tell me some of the unique challenges and joys of doing that. Yes, we have four kids who are very much a part of our life and work overseas. I think the big yes of loving God with all that I am and all that I have, there have been lots of little yeses that have followed. And sometimes those little yeses to God have also been little no's to me. Yet he faithfully surprises me. Let me give you an example. There is no schooling option for our kids where we live, so that means I homeschool, ranging from second to ninth grade. I am not a called homeschooler, but to live where we live, I do it. I guess a little no to my plan or my preference. Yet God has brought such great joy and growth for my own heart and hopefully the education and character of our children through homeschool. He's built great perseverance in me to do every day what I wouldn't necessarily want to do. He's given priceless opportunities for discipleship for our children, and we really do so much of our life and work in Central Asia as a family team. That's just one example, but in living surrender to His plan and purpose, specifically in the context of raising our children, God has faithfully surprised us beyond what we could have anticipated. I hate to say it, but we are about out of time for this episode. 
Jenny, it has been such a pleasure to have you with us and to hear how you've been training yourself and your family as an extension to say yes to the Lord in the context of long-term overseas service. Do you have any closing remarks or anything more you'd like to add? You know, it's been so good to just think back over these pieces of how God originally led my heart and then my husband and I together to live surrender to Him and love and serve Him among a people that don't know Him. If anything, I want students to know and to hear me say that it has been so worth it. We have no regrets, but rather time and again, we have been humbled by His great mercy towards us that we may be called to go and know more of His heart for all peoples. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Jenny. And, and we know you're headed back overseas with your family in just in a couple months. So please know that we're, we're praying for you and we look forward to sending some students your way in the future. Yeah, thank you. Well, as always, if you would like to write us with a question or suggest a topic, you can write to us at podcast.onelink at gmail.com. I'm Amy and we'll see you next time on the One Link Podcast. We'll see you next time. <laughs>